This is Bach to Bach, the podcast opening up the world of classical music, one beer at a time. And today, we are hitting the road. We are trying something really different with this episode. Uh, this is the first time for us, not because of the content, but because or, we're blindfolded. We're blind. Well, hopefully you aren't, because you are driving a car at this time. Uh, yes, we are doing an episode on the road. It is currently what time is it, Matt? It's nine oh six p.m. It's 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 say it's afternoon. I said I actually don't know. No, it's uh, Thanksgiving Eve, and we are headed home to Albany, New York, yeah. to spend the holiday with our parents. Yeah, it wasn't uh, originally they were going to come to Portland to spend time with us, but the cats are a factor when you have animals. You know, and they ask us why we don't have uh, animals. But don't get me wrong, love dogs, big dogs, not cats. Sign though. me up, not cats, because cats are pointless. There we go, Ron Swanson. Anyway, um, so who is he? We're gonna, I'll give you an episode that's us on the road heading back to Albany, New York. And we thought it would be a good idea. We've always talked about classical radio and how we want to differentiate ourselves from classical radio that's that's been overall mundane. Not everyone. We, again, we've always talked about like Suzanne Nance in the past. There's some radio DJs across the country who are just doing a great job at classical programming. But we want to make it more exciting. Um, so we're actually going to dive in and actually kind of do a, a blind test ourselves with the uh, XM radio station in our rental car. We are going to, uh, yes, we are, we are currently in a, a big white SUV about the size, uh, maneuverability, and fuel efficiency of the, uh, the space shuttle. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch something up. Yeah. So originally our plan was to guess the composer based on listening to XM radio and the decade it was written. Since yep. we discovered that we can see not only the name of the piece, Everything. but the composer, let's just take a guess of the decade, if not the exact year it was written. All right, I love um, that. Closest that. one uh, gets a point for each right answer. And then points turn into beer when we and get home. And the points turn into beers when we get home. Not while we're um, on the road. You can take, play Clearly. this game as well, um, but you will probably hear the answers, and you might should, should probably be drinking beer already. Yeah, hopefully you're at home with your family. So this time it's Thanksgiving. Hope you're enjoying the time with your friends and family, wherever you are. Um, whether it's the American holiday that it is, or you just want to drink beer. Yeah, for our listeners overseas, and there are listeners overseas. Or if you're just against Thanksgiving normally, which you shouldn't be, because it's the most delicious holiday of the year. No? Yeah. Okay. Ish. Um, so, but along the way, so the beer part of this whole podcast, though, since we can't, well, can't, shouldn't, <laughs> but we, won't. We, <laughs> See what I did there? That was, good. Uh, that was good. Since we are, since we shouldn't and won't drink beer on the road, uh, we are going to um, feature some of the breweries along the way. We're currently driving through Massachusetts, and we just passed uh, a few exits back. Lord Hobo Brewing Company, who we featured on past episodes, and we'll uh, be featuring in future episodes coming up as well. Yeah. Uh, they're based in Woburn, Massachusetts. Uh, they're known for their flagship boom sauce which is still my favorite name for a beer. Uh, and they have great names across the, the spectrum as well, between uh, Steal This Can, Consolation Prize, uh, Hobo Life, we've got uh, Glorious. Uh, so there's a, there's a great selection. They just celebrated eight years. 
a few weeks back, and so uh, we're excited to feature them. Of course, they're, it's nice to have them so close to Portland, Maine. And personally, I have a huge crush on their marketing and their, their artwork as well. It's, it's pretty badass. So clean. So, so clean. nice. All right, so but uh, before we get to our next brewery in Worcester, uh, let's, let's turn on the radio. So currently... So that was Tchaikovsky's uh, Patetique Symphony, so his Sixth Symphony. Um, Can I just talk about a small personal victory while that was going on? Yep. Both my turn signal and the windshield wipers went in sync when I turned them on with the tempo. It's, now, for me, that's a little... Those are the little joy. joys in life that are underestimated. It makes me feel like Baby Driver. There's... I still not seen that. Oh, and if people have not seen that movie yet, go, go watch it. Baby Driver. Music is... Is so well woven into it. It's perfect. Anyone who loves music will love that. All right. Um, so right Tchaikovsky's Tchaikovsky's Patetic Symphony Are Number Six. I'm gonna right I'm now. gonna look it up afterwards. All right, all right. Don't worry about it. What? Let's start with decade. What decade do you think it was written in? See, now I'm questioning my Tchaikovsky knowledge. I want to say 1890s. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 1870s. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I know your knowledge is far better than mine. I, I could be wrong though. Man, you know, I'm, I'm thinking uh, the eight. I'm, I thought simply number six. He'd obviously got a few under his belt, unless he was Mozart. Had written like fifty by the time he was five. Maddie Oates. Yeah. All Woo! right. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So okay. Now, so we have the right decade. So I owe you a one beer at this point. So it's 1890s. Now, have you, you've seen the year now. So I've now seen the year, is, and I've seen the month. So this is bonus points for me, okay? Are we going bonus points for you. Price is right rules? Uh, well, no, we just got to either just get it or you don't. You yeah, have, right. only have nine options. 1893. You're spot on. 
Alright. Okay, on. bonus bonus points for the month. Alright, here we so go. You're currently I owe you two years right now. Alright, big money, big money, big money, no emmy, no emmy. May. Birth month, Matt. Birth month. Mine or yours? Yours. August. Yeah, no, so two for three though. 1893, Tchaikovsky's Sixth Symphony. Wow, all right. That's really impressive. I I will I, I can pretend I, that I knew that, but I'm I and, I, I totally and I'm the that. one with a music education degree <laughs> and, and study classical for so many years. That's uh, great. So my confidence is down. Um, it's a good start. Good start. Um, so again, if you just uh, if you got you could play this game at home. It's you know and but you could do it with just drinks, taking sips if you get it wrong. Um, you know with with your fan, friends and family, like listen to the piece, take a guess of the year. And if you're on a road trip, don't take sips of beer. But. If you've run out of road trip games, which if you've been on the road enough, you've played all those spot the license plates a million times. Here's something new for you. So should we go do another song? See what's uh, another piece. Another song. Wow. Oh, uh, see, this is no music wow. education degree. I've I've got the out on this one. Well, s- I think we should tune back into uh, Symphony Hall here. See what they got for us. All right, let's tune back in.
rock bottom off. Okay, so take your guess. We're we're still recording, just so you know. Use your outside voice, Manny. Playground voice, Manny. Not classroom voice. <laughs> Tend up in the sandbox. Um, again, I'm questioning my my rock knowledge, but uh, rock R I C H, not R O C K. Um, 1925. So you're going exact year? 1920s for you? So I'm saying 1920s. Okay. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. Same thing. 1910s. All right. Alright, let's find out. While I'm figuring this out, uh, can, can, why don't we say, like originally the idea of this game, we had thought we wanted to, before we knew we were going to have every bit of information about it in front of us. We were going to guess the composer. Guess the composer and, and, and talk it out in terms of talking about what kind of stylistic things we were listening for and what kind of, you're right, Kevin's, Kevin is fist pumping like you would not believe right now. It's 1910s, isn't it? Alright, so, but this leaves it to me then no, to go guess back to, what finish year. your sentence though. What we wanted to do was talk through why we were guessing what we were guessing, listening to the stylistic patterns of the time, the instruments used. Um, obviously, there's a very clear difference between Baroque and the Romantics, but we wanted to talk through why we were hearing that and also, so that it was a chance for you yeah, guys to Yeah, and if listen you're listening too. to, like, you know, if you, if Baroque especially, like you don't hear trombone. wasn't a thing yet. Um, mean, has it ever been the thing? Like, ever? Oh, are you kidding? Dude, trombone short again. Womp. That was good. good. Good application right there. Right? Uh, but yeah, the use of low brass was not a thing until the uh, late classical era. Um, you know, and then heavy use of percussion. Um... The, the chords in which we use, uh, really the big turning point in the classical era period was uh, Beethoven's Third Symphony, the Eroica. The way he uses his chord progression in the opening movement was something that was not seen before. So you, they're all kind of like these factors, just kind of like you know historical factors when you study history in any other con uh, context. Um, same thing goes for classical music. Um, but since we're kind of making it simpler um, and just figuring out the... Uh, the year it was written, uh, and by the way, uh, Symphony Hall on XM is killing it so far. Their, yeah, their lineup's fantastic. I, if I had this way to go, time, guys. Yeah, and uh, well, before I have you guess the exact year, so 1910 was the correct decade. But before we have you guess the correct, the actual year. Yeah. Um, this reminds me of the episode we did with Suzanne Nance about uh, comparing uh, like all these different styles, uh, where there was. The Yo-Yo Ma Bobby McFerrin. Yeah. And uh, we did, I think we did the Baccarini piece uh, for two cellos. Also, uh, side and note. This, the, and this piece is on the album with Bobby McFerrin singing the cello part. And that was only a few episodes back. So yeah. do go back and listen. That was, again, that was the episode with Suzanne Nance. And that is still one of our favorite episodes we've oh, ever yeah. done. At the moment, you may be hearing a lot of extra noise. That's because we are on the road outside Worcester. Worcester, Massachusetts. So. Ever driven outside Worcester, Mass. Kev's going to look up some breweries, whereas I can tell well, you I right now. I already did. You know, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Well, no, I can tell you right now that the roads here are on a scale of 1 to 10. They they are a very, very solid zero. So uh, There was a good stretch back there where it was decent, which was a new that, thing. That was before Worcester. Um, that was before Worcester. So uh, there's a brewery in Worcester uh, called Flying Dreams Brewing. Flying Dreams Brewing, and the breweries were about I have the. I've not heard of. I've not either, and I um, 
I found out all these breweries through um, through a, a Boston.com article about the top five breweries in Massachusetts. And lo and behold, we're going to basically pass most of these on our drive back to New York. We need to spend more time down here. Yes, we do. Um, so, uh, basically, uh, it, was, it was formed by David Richardson, who was the master brewer at the Gardner Ale House. Um, it's still a very... Uh, very uh, still small brewery, but um, they have some really uh, esteemed double IPAs, which I'm a big fan of. And then you also are, are a, um, a, a saison called Dreaming of Summer. So um, they are rated a 4.11 out of 5 by Boston.com. So um, and, and for not being a Boston-based brewery, so uh, definitely check out Flying Dreams Brewing. Um, Worcester. In Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, and also, their beer of choice from that brewery is the, which I love the name of, is the Nightcrawler, which is an India dark ale. And I think of two things when it comes to Nightcrawler. Uh, One, right Marvel, obviously. And then two, the game that Charlie and Frank play on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They play a game called Nightcrawlers. I've never <laughs> Um, if you're an It's Always Sunny fan, please watch it because it leaves Netflix on December 9th. I am te- just side note, I'm tempted to speed a bit through Worcester and the hopes that we could get the cop that pulls us over on the podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I'm starting fast so I can get your, get your voice on the recording. Um, yeah. But let's go back to some Symphony Hall. We let's have, we have a new piece coming.
vacation is. <laughs> They're like, okay, so we don't need to do a podcast anymore. Oh, just forget us. Listen so, to Symphony Hall on XM. So basically, it's the only good thing on XM. Okay, well, before we guess uh, the year, can we talk about one of the stations we passed trying to find Wait, Symphony one? Hall? Outlaw Country? Outlaw or the, Country. Or the, or the jazz one? The, the, no, the Outlaw Country, which I think if you are a fan of Archer... Uh, it's the greatest <laughs> station name ever. Surely, All right. I'm listening for sure. So uh, I looked up the composer. I did not see any dates, um, but so it's uh, composer is Michael Torque, T O R K E, and this piece is called. Doesn't Jim. he play for the Cowboys? That's sure. that's a sports ball. Thing. Michael I have no idea. Nice. Uh, so Michael Torque, and the piece is called Javelin, and like, this is such a cool piece. I'm gonna say I'm gonna start this time. I'm gonna say 1990s. Just because I like the decade better, 1980s. Okay. Um, and the, the reason why I say that is, well, you can see why we're guessing late, later pieces. One, yeah. not many classical pieces prior to like 1950s or 40s well, had a really cooler name. They were very much like symphony, sonatas, yeah. whatever. Uh, but now like this piece called Javelin, just by itself. Which, which is, would be a great name for a beer as well. Javelin? I'm yeah. sure it is. If it's not, yeah. What would it be? What would you, if, if you could make... Javelin. What kind of javelin? Would it be? Oh God, that's a good. I'd have to be a pilsner personally. Oh, I got. I'd say I think something javelin's a double IPA. It's good, but that's because you like the black. No, I don't think so. I think a javelin's a sharp and in your face thing. So it's a pilsner. All right. Woohoo! Two for two, baby. Nineteen ninety-six. You can't just jump. Oh yeah. You, oh, I just jumped the year. Yeah. Just saw the year. Sorry. Just well, I just ruined that right one. For it. Yeah. So uh, what happened? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I got two different answers. I've got 1996, and 1994, but still 1990s. Um, it was recorded by uh, Boston Pops with John Williams. So uh, that's a recording to go out and listen to. Yeah. Um, this is a piece that we will put a link to. We'll put a YouTube link on our Facebook page just because I, I want to sit down and listen to this whole thing all yeah. the way through. Um, I, and also, Google has not learned the differentiation between songs and pieces yet, because you look up the composers and songs by, yeah. you know, but anyway. Um, so that was What's funny is that when you go to uh, both French and Italian, the their iPods say more so, uh, or French would say more so, which is French for things, or, ah. a, or, a, or pieces. Ah. Um, so, like, a more so, it's almost like a morsel of pieces and things. A morsel. So... Um, uh, French or got it dialed in. You got it dialed in. All right. So before we go on to more classical, and before we go on to any beer, and before we go on to the Mass Pike, which we are just about to try. Oh, it's a good transition. We have, uh, I think, was there Auburn one coming up? There is Auburn coming there up. Is, but I didn't know if there's a brewery there. There is. There's a Boston Market at the rest stop. Did we pass Framingham yet? No, no. It's coming up. Um, so since it's a Thanksgiving episode, uh, Matty Oates, favorite Thanksgiving to date, or one of them? Ooh. Let's go. Figure that out. Come on. You know what? Or, or specific I loved, memories, something like that. I, I'm, I, I'm remembering way back is tough, but I loved that one we did with the Charlemides up at the horse farm that mom was house sitting oh, at. Oh yeah, that was like uh, about five, six, seven years ago. It was a back. while ago. There's that, that was, we, we uh, went riding through the forest with the uh, horses they had there from the stable. I did uh, not do that. <laughs> I was much more dormant. 
we went for Aaron Sholomidi, our the, the uh, closest. Aaron and Kate Sholomidi are, are like sisters to us. Uh, they were there. We went riding through the forest. Um, that was a great one for me. What about you? What's for yours? Me, uh, I always think back to, which is really funny because... Uh, going all the way right, uh, west. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Sorry, we're, uh, we're we don't have GPS on, so we're actually we're navigating by signs. Who would have thought? Who does that? That's insane. Uh, no, so when we were kids, we always have a lot of Thanksgivings up in Maine. Did we? we? Did, oh yeah, we did. Didn't we? And we did football games oh. on the beach Thanksgiving Day. And See, if you, I if forgot you, all about. If you that. know something about me, is that I love sports ball. Sport. Sport ball. Um, and I wish I used the term sport ball back then. Like every time I did any motion ever. Just so I could yell it out on the beach while you, playing football. You look badass because those were cold days out on the. Matt, like, beach I was wearing like a pink shirt with an orange hat. You were not. You had a green, a green oh, jacket with a gray hat. My Dolphins jacket. The Miami Dolphins. Uh, fun fact about me: I was a giant Miami Dolphins fan growing up, all because of my cousin Brian. And uh, don't know a thing about football now. So, so it's really paid off really well. Oh, although we are upstate New York, born and raised, we have been coming up to Maine um, since birth. Since yeah, since we, we before we could walk, so, so Maine was we always spend our Thanksgivings on Algonquin Beach and uh, either at our grandparents' house or friend's house down the road, um, and so I think there's a there's been a lot of good memories of Thanksgivings in Maine. But of course, it's always good to always have family, your immediate family around, and if you don't have it around, find some good friends, get some great food, and open up a lot of beer. There's been uh, there's been really good Friendsgiving parties in Portland. I know there's a few going on this weekend as well. Yeah. Um, what else? What's, should we go back? To Let's go back. Hall? I see I see Beethoven yeah, on the uh, on the lineup. Beethoven piano sonata.
the last few pieces. Um, we mentioned the Romantic era before, and now we are in the Romantic era. That's that. Uh, Beethoven? Uh, no. Well, Beethoven's a borderline. Still a classical composer. Still a classical period composer. And with his sonata number one, I'm going to guess straight out in the 1840s. Um, and just so you know, a fun fact, basically, the end of the Baroque era is the end of is Bach's death, actually, which was 1750. So that was the end of the, of the Baroque era, which means the classical era kind of started in 1750. So I'm going to go 1810s. How do... Oh, wow, so I'm way late. Oh, I, uh, let's find out. Let's find out. So... Beethoven's piano sonata sonata number one. Side note, who would have to die in rock and roll for us to say, right, rock and roll is over? Keith Richards. I was just thinking the same thing, actually. He won't die. What's that old phrase? We have to start thinking about the world that we're going to leave for Keith Richards. (laughs) All right, here we go. Keith, if you're listening, I love your autobiography. Sorry, not autobiography. Matt, we suck. How far off? We're, we're a wrong century. So 1910. Yes, 1910. <laughs> no, 1790s? 1790s was the decade. 1798. No, 1795. Shit. But, uh, fun fact, it was dedicated to Haydn. Um, and so in this point in Beethoven's career, again, like early early on... Um, Where did I get 1840 from? I, I don't know, man. Um, not... Yeah. I don't know, just not... Anyway. I know, but so really, really, really yeah, and still very much in the in the, before he really went off the departure in the deep end. Still had a large amount of his hearing, um, wasn't fully gone yet. Um, so and so and then he really, he really started to get crazy later on. So. Do they know the cause of his hearing loss, or is it just a de- uh, degenerative? Keith or? Richards. <laughs> That's fair, actually. Yeah, um, it, I believe it's degenerative, but I could be wrong. Um, you know what, Matt? I should know this, and I'm going to look it up right now. All right. Um, so, the answer is, not sure, but... <laughs> it's been attributed to syphilis, lead poisoning, typhus, typhus, typhus. 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 I think a typhoon, and I think of Parks and Rec. Um, <laughs> the hairdresser. Or, he also immersed his head in cold water to stay awake. So, right. way to go. Uh, way to go, Ludwig. 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 Um, yeah. But again, Symphony Hall is batting. Yeah, it's probably the only reason to get XM Radio. This is great. Should we do one more? Let's do one more.
Because Brandenburg sounds like a new age name like Javelin, I'm going to guess 1990s. I'm going to guess 2015. <laughs> uh, no, no so, that so is... J.S. Uh, Box, um, Brandenburg and Chair number two in F major. And because we, we all just talk about Bach... And uh, he's a Baroque composer. That does give us a bit more frame of reference. And there. also, um, you know, it says F major, but if you were someone that actually listens and understands pitch, um, it doesn't sound like it's an F major from what we know now because they tuned to a lower frequency A uh, back in and the Baroque era. So it sounds almost a half step lower. So it almost sounds like an E. It's in between a little bit, but it's, uh, it's which we're tuned down compared to what we hear now in current Western music time. So, after that nerdum for 40 seconds, what decade, Matt, do you think Brandenburg Interior well, number two is? You ruling? mentioned that Bach died in 1750. Yeah. So I'm, and this was the, this was number two, so I'm going to guess. I'm going to say 17. 20s. That's what I'm doing too. That was my, that was my guess. Now, and we should say that the, uh, do you want to give a bit of history of the, the, Brandenburg Concertos. We've done this. We've talked about them before, but just for those who who haven't, these are some of his not necessarily defining works because he's he's had many. But uh, these are some of the most well known that you've surely heard. Uh, we we did an episode not too long ago where we talked about uh, Chris Thiele and the Punch Brothers playing uh, rendition of Brandenburg Concerto Number Five, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. So okay, what's the what's the date? What's the verse? Maddie, seventeen twenties. We did seventeen twenties. Now right. okay, so, so now we gotta guess the year. So, so I saw the year, so I don't get this, but you you can guess the exact year. Seventeen twenties was the decade. I'm gonna say seventeen twenty eight. Nope. Too high. Way too high. Seventeen twenty three. Seventeen twenty one was the answer. One. Um. So we actually we got the we got the full spectrum. We had nineteen nineties. We had 1910s. Yeah. We had 18. What was? What was? Uh, Beethoven was 1790s. What was? 17. What was the? What was the Tchaikovsky? Oh, 1893. 1893 was. Yeah. 1890s. We had the whole. Well, and then uh, finished off with some Bach from the 1720s. Um, so, this is kind. Of, this is fun. I like this. I like and, the, and this is exactly. This is. It's funny because this is what we've been hoping classical music uh, radio would be. Uh, in the sense of the full spectrum, yeah, with 400 years of repertoire to choose from, there's no reason why we should be doing any boring pieces. If people want to listen to boring slow pieces, listen to them at home. And two hour time. When yeah, when, when I'm driving on the road, no one should listen to something that's going to put them to sleep. That's my personal. I still opinion, love. That. I think for but my, I'm also I right. think like episode one or two, you said it best. You're like you know, when if I'm driving rush hour, I want to listen to Ride of Ride of Valkyries. You yep. know. Yep. Um, I, I don't want to be listening to a flute etude. And I've said that a million times, but I cannot harp on it enough. There is too much exciting, engaging music that would that music that appeals to any person out there, whether you know classical or not. And it is it is the responsibility of these stations to play the music that's not just going to appease the current listeners, but engage new ones. Because to, the, the current ones, we're all going to die. And we got to make sure that the generation coming up is is interested. We got to give them stuff to be interested in. So that's my that's 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 the view from here. I just tuned out everything you said, but I thought of an odds. Okay. Um, what are the odds? I 
write a short flute etude and you have to play it on Bach to Bach with your zero knowledge of how to play flute? I'd say one in one in ten. One in ten. Alright. Ready? Nope. Okay. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Seven. Uh, okay. There we go. But before we wrap up for today, we have uh, one last brewery to talk about. Uh, we haven't reached it yet, quite yet in our in our trip back to Albany for Thanksgiving. But there is a brewery in Northampton, Massachusetts. Which also has a great venue, the Iron Horse. Yeah, Iron Horse, and also uh, is home to, uh, well, that, that area is home to Mass Mocha. Um, you're, it's home to Norman Rockwell Museum, the, the Clark, the Clark well. Institute. Um, which, if, if anyone's a fan of impressionist painting, that is pretty the sweet. place to go in the Berkshires. Also, James Taylor. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, a new brewery that opened in 2015. It opened up. It's called Building Eight Brewing in Northampton, Massachusetts. All right. Um, yeah, they, they have. Uh, they, they basically test a lot of small batch beers. They don't. They don't have a lot of flagships they stick, stick to. But then they off when they opened they offered one beer and it was just called the IPA. That was it. And then they offered a few more called the session and the double. Um, but it's gotten it's done really well on Beer Advocate. Um, and uh, their their beer of choice was <laughs> it's great, it says is the IPA, which is an IPA no. parentheses, obviously. No. Um, and it, and and it got a four point one six out of five. Um, so uh, no, on uh, on uh, this Boston Boston.com article. Oh right, okay. Um, so uh, please, if you're ever out in Western Massachusetts, heading either to check out these great venues or the colleges out there, or you're on your way to Albany like we are, um, or you just have a weekend off, go go check out Building Eight Brewing in Northampton, Massachusetts, as well as the other breweries we. Uh, Mentioned and, and there we're was, gonna put tags up on Instagram and Facebook yeah, so you and guys can track Some of the ones on this list down. also are Clown Juice Brewing in Ipswich, which we featured oh, before. Um, Trillium Brewing Company, Night Shift, which I've which is a great brewing, which featured a beer from the ballroom thieves. My colleague Adam just brought in the pot and kettle chocolate porter, porter by yeah. Trillium, and uh, it was a rainy day, and goddamn, that was a great beer to sip on like that is that I'm looking forward to that when winter comes what, what I love about this podcast is that we get to try more beer yeah and we try to convince more people to listen to classical music it's kind of the best thing in the world it's not too it? bad um, but hey guys happy Thanksgiving uh, yes happy Thanksgiving hopefully you're listening to this podcast while you're cooking the meal which usually takes between 9 and 45 hours um, <laughs> and uh, so hopefully you'll eat it at some point this week uh, but thank you very much for uh, spending Thanksgiving with us. And we'll, we have some more episodes coming up for you next week. And some new news coming at you next next few weeks as well. But uh, enjoy the time with your friends and family. We don't have any glasses to clink, so I think we're just going to have to say the, the word clink at some point. Clink. Is that so, how I do? It's good, but that was a good warm-up. But uh, until clink. the next Did time. Clink. Let's do it again. I'm really bad at this game. Are you sure you haven't been drinking? No, I had a... I had a, a espresso that was it so crushing it well this has been another <laughs> actually really great groundbreaking episode of Bach to Bach and until the next time cheers guys cheers clink, clink. subscribe to Bach to Bach on iTunes and follow us on social media at Bach to Bach